3: What bag likes hot water? Tea bag. I find it hard to trust mermaids. There's something a little fishy about them. What's the name of the knight who started a food delivery app? Surcharge.
1: If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of, a you know, a, a clown.
4: Why, Catty? He- you give me the respect that I'm entitled to! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got
1: Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valves
2: exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill. For all my ailments,
1: the health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it,
4: I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve.
1: From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner gives me street cred, the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hey. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347 766 4323. That's 347 Pooh Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website. It's drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, massage therapist, proctologist, zydeco musician, or whatever. Very good. I left Zydeco Musician in because we had that Bob Thibodeau call in, and I need to just get that off of there. That was a joke for him, and nobody remembers that. I do. Um, Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net, and check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon and uh, your uh, online needs. Uh, please go to stuff.drsteve.com. It keeps us going. really makes a huge difference. And then uh, check out our Patreon, um, where Tacy and I do a Patreon, and uh, it's fun. It's patreon.com weirdmedicine. It's content you won't get here. We had uh, Jim Norton on. We've had Greg Opie-Hughes. We've had uh, Mark Normand and uh, um, Joey DeRosa. And they uh, They talk. They all. each one of them talks about some diverse... Thing that was totally different than we thought they were going to talk about. So that's been fun, and uh, we've got some special uh, surprise guests coming. Like Jim Norton came on, and you guys talked about um, ninety day fiance. A
4: little bit. It yes. was fun, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, we talked about some other stuff like uh, hairy ass cracks and how to keep them clean and things like that. Joe DeRosa came on and just talked about depression, which I thought was fascinating because he's you know he hung in there in uh, New York City when everyone else was leaving and opened a new food place in the middle of a pandemic. Hmm. So I thought it was kind of ballsy. Oh, yeah, that is. so to go. Um, yeah. Considering how he and I started out in this realm, go Google Dr. Steve versus Joe DeRosa, and that was the first time we ever had any interactions with each other. And uh, from there to you know, the point where we're actually friends and uh, you know, every once in a while he'll just call me just to talk, you know, and I'll do the same. And that's, uh, he doesn't just call me for medical questions. So it's he's kind of, guy. Uh, he's a, the nicest guy in the world and uh, really enjoyed him. And so we've enjoyed everybody we've had on. So check that out. Patreon.com slash weird medicine. The other thing I wanted to say was happy birthday to the owner of our network, Mr. Cardiff, AKA Cardiff electric. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Cardiff Elec. something like that, and um, he is uh, an interesting guy. He is a true online surrealist, and I appreciate that. I find him extremely entertaining, and uh, you know, it's getting. Have you ever liked a band, but you liked it before everybody else did, mm-hmm. and so everybody, you know, so you you kind of you know. It, it, We're ahead of the curve, and then all of a sudden, everybody else likes that band, Mm -hmm. and then you're like, ugh, you know. So, I liked Cardiff Electric, I appreciated his talent, I think, way before other people um, saw him for the talent that he is. And now, every he he pulled off a prank that I'm not going to go into now, but it was genius, it was pure genius and now everybody's like oh cardiff electric's awesome i'm i'm not at that point where i'm like oh well you know uh, it's not cool anymore he's still cool to me but i i'm actually very happy that um other people are picking up on the surreal nature because you could you know we went to the Dalí museum he was an old school uh art surrealist Mm -hmm. right old Mm -hmm. Mr. Cardiff is kind of has the same talent, except it has to do with things on the Internet. That's hard to explain. But anyway, you could, you'll, you'll go check it out now, and then you'll go, Dr. Steve's a fucking idiot. But I'm just <laughs> telling you that he is a genius, whether you recognize it or not. And my friend Murray, who was also a genius, he made a comment once that the more uh, biting the satire, the narrower the audience so, Mr. Cardiff's work is very biting, <laughs> indeed, because <laughs> his audience is pretty small—maybe an audience of one. But uh, I really do appreciate him. So, happy birthday, my friend! Happy Glad birthday. you're out there. Yep. Uh oh. Better see what this is. Oh. <laughs> well, and there he is. Hello, sir.
4: I just wanted to see if you would answer the phone
1: while you're doing a your show. Of course. Why, I would always uh, take a call from the esteemed Cardiff Electric, the uh, owner of our podcast network and uh, famed uh, creator of the SJ Army. Time is money. Get back to work. Okay, sir. Thank <laughs> you. <right>. That's funny. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at Simply Herbals. Did I say that? Yep. But the, you can say it twice. That's All right. How's everything going with that? Pretty well. Yeah? Pretty well. Okay, well. Selling some... Good spray. Always full of lots of information. Thank you, Dr.
5: Scott. Oh, hell, if I say too much, you bitch, about it. I don't say that, you bitch, about well, it. Well. Lose, lose, baby. That's right. That's but, what this is. thank you, though.
1: This is a lose, lose, lose situation. It sure is. Hey, well, at least, hey
5: but the, at least the temperature's are going up in here pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Least, at least we got that going for
3: us.
1: Yeah, it's 1,000 degrees in the in the uh, Weird Medicine studios, and we had, it's, Dr. Scott and I installed. Or
3: closet, as I like to call it's it. It's not
1: a closet. We are all sitting very comfortably in here with the large eight- Foot table and uh, uh, mixing boards and cameras and everything, but you, you can call it whatever
3: you want. It's to. where my Christmas tree should be. <laughs>
1: Probably true. Um, but we, Dr. Scott and I, installed a new air conditioner up here, but we haven't finished the job yet, and we haven't fully insulated. So as soon as I turn the air conditioning off, the temperature turns up to a thousand again. And it doesn't matter Kelvin or Fahrenheit or Celsius. When it's 1,000 degrees, it's hotter than yes. shit.
3: And thank you to Becky and Jerry for the yeah. units.
1: They don't listen, so they don't care. No. But uh, thanks for the shout-out. Um, Dr. Scott, you've got some stories for us today, I believe. I have a couple. Okay. I think we started out good. with All something
5: right. that, that I felt was kind of shocking. Okay. Um, electric shock to penis may cure premature ejaculation, a study says.
1: Uh, okay, so is this like the Ludovico technique from? Uh, well, I'm going way back. So if That's, you were you're ahead of born up. in the '50s and you watched the movie Clockwork Orange, um, oh. you would remember the Ludovico technique, where they used aversion therapy mm-hmm. to keep the you know the guy uh, Malcolm, um, well that wasn't his name on the movie. God, now I can't remember anything. But uh, to keep the guy from committing crimes, hmm. so they would show him films of horrible crimes and when he would get aroused then they would give him medicine to make him you know vomit as we would say in tennessee (laughs) and they wouldn't let him close his eyes but the bad thing was is that the soundtrack to it was beethoven so they also uh, uh you know conditioned him against beethoven so i can just imagine you've got some spouse and who is pissed that her partner, ha, her or his partner, has premature ejaculation. So now you hook them up to this shocking thing and say, now try to shoot in 30 seconds and see what happens to you. I think that would work. Hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. a long way to go around to that. I mean, it's yeah. not a joke exactly, no, no, but no. it, um, Uh, you know i'm not tom myers it's you know i'm not setting up a joke with 14 paragraphs but i just imagine that that sort of aversion therapy would actually work for that but i'm assuming that's not exactly what they're doing here
5: no (laughs) No. okay so what is it aversion therapy seems like it would yeah have quite an effect well i'm coming no you're not no you're not (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's probably and that's maybe where they got this anyway what research researchers found um they were living and they found that uh Men roughly last seven times longer in bed after undergoing electric current therapy. In um, a recent study published in the Journal of uh, uh, Asian Journal of Urology, um, reported about how um, by giving electric uh, current or, yeah. or tinge unit yeah. to the dorsal penis
1: nerve, um, the dorsal the dorsal nerve being the one that runs along the top.
5: Yeah, that's 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 the that's if the your one penis
1: is sticking straight out from your body, the dorsal.
5: Vein and the dorsal nerve are, are running, are pointing at the ceiling, mm-hmm. like, a, like kind of like a dorsal fin. And there you go, you know, like a fish. Exactly. Yep. and uh, and that's so what they're what they're doing is they're putting uh, effectively a tens unit on that and, and and shocking it because what they found is that is the that's the nerve that's responsible for the input. Of movement and oh, sensation, it's which, turning it down. Yeah, you know, which actually makes sense. Yeah, so it's just—it's just in it's, just, it's, it's very decreasing s- its sensitivity. Yep, and it—you know what, Doctor Steve, it's a lot like those those dorsal column stimulators they used for uh pain. You know that. Yeah, to shut the palm. nerve off. Yeah. yeah, or at least, or at least, at least provide another sense of uh of stimulation to 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 quell that storm gotcha doesn't actually turn it off completely but but it but it it just kind of quells it but what so they did a study on this 28 year old guy that, that was climaxing after 40 seconds of sex on almost all occasions, God, he was going that long. That's what That's I said. Good. What what's the complaint there? Get it over with, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. but he, after being in a relationship for more than a year with his girlfriend, and still shooting uh, and, and, and doing seconds. it twice a week, you would have thought he would develop some sort. You would yeah, have thought we're going to talk about uh, non-shocking ways to take care of this. But go ahead. <laughs> but but, uh, it, but yeah. But after they after they. Um, they did this tinge unit on him and it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a tinge unit. Um, they actually have shown that it, it can increase the his length of of, um, of not reaching premature ejaculation yeah. by up to, you know, forty percent. Four wait, forty percent? Yep. Yep.
1: So here's Wait a minute. So he was going forty seconds. Yeah. Forty percent of forty seconds would be sixteen seconds, right? Yeah. So now he can go fifty-six seconds. Right. But
5: now after after multiple Come therapies, on. no. Hey, at, now after multiple therapies, he's making it three full minutes. Oh, okay, okay, oh, yeah. okay. So that's pretty
1: good. Which
3: is enough. Yeah, hell yeah! I mean,
1: Tacey would love, love it if I were built that way. Wouldn't? It, I mean, you you kind of are a fan of the quickie, right?
5: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah
1: and i was always a fan of the marathon thing and it's been it's been interesting trying to reconcile that cuz she's hardwired for the quickie and i'm hardwired for a marathon session. Hmm. And um yeah, it's um you know anyway. Well, but she, she loves it when we talk talk about our sex life just, on, on the show. Yes. But you know a lot I well, know, I'll say no more, but i'm just saying it, it can be a challenge for couples. Yeah.
5: But you know they actually they actually may have gotten some of this concept um Sometimes handicap para, paras if they want to try to have um, uh, an erection and actually and actually have children, yeah, they'll actually put a tens unit on these um, penises for people who have spinal cord injuries and they can actually get erections. Really, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to read about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's a therapy. It, it is yeah. a therapy that they do they they do do on occasion.
1: I am interested okay. in getting the electro. Shockwave therapy for the corpora cavernosa. Mm-hmm. So that's a, those are the spongy parts of the penis that fill up with blood and give you a nice meaty erection. I mean, at 66, I, it's not. You know, I, I heard a comic explain it once that when you have a really good erection, a cat couldn't scratch it. <laughs> I just, it's very descriptive to me, and I'm uh, not quite at the cat couldn't scratch it anymore. <laughs> You know, right? I'm. It's still nice and you know firm, but it, I would like to have that. And I'm wonder if I did that electroshock wave therapy if it would improve that. What do you think, Tase?
3: I don't. I don't know.
5: There's only one way to find out. She, Dr. she not care. <laughs> she couldn't care less. Couldn't care yeah. less. It's, it's a... Uh, do do whatever with your do stupid whatever. penis. Yes, <laughs> put it in either hand you want. <laughs> Big
4: boy. That's, exactly That's right. right. That's right. Well,
3: again, we've gone downhill and we've been doing it for about what? Four?
1: Okay, so yeah. Well, you're fulfilling your role. Over hey, we there. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, we can. We can. We can. We can change it. All right. You want? You want one more? No, I'm interested in this. So, oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, So this is a thing, and but it was a it, this study had an n of one. Oh
5: hell, I didn't read any further.
1: Although like you said they did it to one guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was that's the only one they
5: reported on. Yeah, that, that's we need a larger study. So for here, that. but here, if you read on further, and the average man lasts five to seven minutes hmm. rolling around the sheets. Those are pikers.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the, the good news is this this TENS unit. Or, or as we like to call it, electric shock therapy. It does cost less than than a lot of the medications.
1: I'll tell you one that's free. I mean, you're right. Yeah. People but those, take, those
5: are expensive.
1: People can take Prozac or fluoxetine, mm-hmm. and or other SSRIs, and it will then they will one their direction ad, at all. Well, one of the adverse effects is uh, delayed ejaculation, and for some people, yeah, you're right. Or none at all is uh, erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So that's kind of dicey, and but I can teach people how to how to fix premature ejaculation. If you're out there and you have premature ejaculation now, I can have it if you'll do this. I can have it fixed in about a month, most of the time. And if you can't, then yes, go seek help from a a urologist or a sex, you know, a a physician that specializes in diseases of the. of the sexual nature, you know, or of sex organs, but uh, this is what you do. You go on Amazon, go to stuff.drsteve.com, and just what you want is a gel masturbator. And what this thing is, it's, it's you know, it's like a flashlight, except way, way, way cheaper, than a flashlight, but it's basically you're looking for a flashlight that doesn't have some model's vagina on it. I do not understand flashlights. Do you get this at all? What the apparently what they do is these porn or adult film stars will take a casting of their external genitalia, and then they will put that on a flashlight. And when you buy it, you're like buying, you know scarlet stars you know vagina wow. except i to me all of the fleshlights look exactly the same yeah. and you know it's just the the trappings on the outside you know the packaging it's all marketing i think mm-hmm. and even then it's like who cares what it looks like it's not no. they're not there anyway I, so i don't get it but uh, so, But you're paying extra for that, so don't pay extra for that. Just buy a generic gel masturbator and get some water-based lube, not the warming stuff. I'm just warning you, don't get that stuff. And also, don't have intercourse after you've been um, cutting up peppers to to can them and then it's all over your hands and then you take the lube and you put it on your hands and then kind of lube yourself up and then go at it because not only will your penis burn like fire but your wife's vagina will too i just heard this yes i i'm just saying
3: i believe that was the last time and it's been about what three four Five years. <laughs> it's
1: Killed horrible. I'm anyway, kidding. Don't, don't. That'll teach him. Don't do that. That'll teach him. Oh, you mean the last time we had intercourse at all? <laughs> <I>, okay, <laughs> I get the joke. Okay, I get it. I'll give you. <laughs> like uh, John Melendez's DC trip, at least you tried, Tase. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, anyway, so get the non-warming lube. You want water-based lube. Don't get silicon-based lube. It will eat this thing up. Mm-hmm. Now, what you want to do is you put this thing on a table that's about waist high. And this is the simplest way to do it. If you try to do it in bed, it's it's, it's very difficult. No, no. But. um you know, put a towel under it, put it, and then wrap the towel over it. And then what you're going to do Dude, is you warm the towel first. Is, no, no, no. It's, I mean, it, it just goes shuts on, and on. No, I'm going <laughs> to teach them how to how to how to cure their premature ejaculation. I'm doing a service here, so uh, I just don't want them to run into any any problems. Sure. So now you, you the the point is is that you fix this thing on the table with your hands or you know with this towel, and Hold it down so that you're actually, you're fucking it. You know, you're having intercourse with it. You're not holding it in your hand and jacking it up and down. Okay, does that make sense? And so what you're going to do now is you're going to have, you're going to simulate intercourse with this thing. Until you start feeling that tingling, like you're, oh God, it's 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 coming. You, you guys can tell when it's coming before it actually comes. Mm-hmm. So if you screw up and you ejaculate into this thing, then just chalk it up. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop a little bit sooner next time. Let's say it's 30 seconds. And, oh, I, you know, I blew my load. I couldn't stop myself. So next time you're going to go at 25 seconds, you're going to withdraw. And then you're going to take your hand and you're going to grip your uh, erect member. And you're going to put your thumb over the ure- urethral meatus and press down. Not too hard. You don't want to bruise it. You're just going to press down. And that will almost 100% of the time stop that feeling that you're getting ready to uh, blow your load. Okay, and then after it's completely gone, you reinsert and you do it again.
3: Where did you get this information, this, honey? Is this they happening taught, in my house? No,
1: no. Do I have premature ejaculation? No. Urology. Your complaint is exactly the opposite. So no, I, this they taught us this in in medical school. Okay. And then the. The, you know, the gel ejaculator part was my innovation, but this this works, because what they teach you to do in medical school is to do this with a willing partner. Now, not every partner is going to be um, uh, patient enough to do this. So, I'm getting people started in a situation where there's no shame, no nothing. They can just do this on their own, and then show their partner how much they learned when they come home. You know, do short show and tell. So, anyway... Um, You, uh, So now you've gone like 30 seconds, and you pull out, you put your hand over, and then you keep, and it's basically called edging. You're just edging. And you get close to the edge, and you continue to do this. Now, this may take you a month of doing this three or four times a week. But what you're going for is each session that you have, the first time that you pull out, hopefully, will be longer than uh, the amount of time it was the time before. So, if it was 30 seconds the first time, then it's 45 seconds, and then it's a minute, and then it's two minutes, and four minutes, and then you get it. You can make it go as arbitrarily long as you want to. Now, you want to do this with a partner who's aware of what you're doing, so that they can do this with you. So now. You should be able to insert in a vagina or whatever I don't you know what there's no judgment here whatever your partner has and go for you know two three minutes and then if you want to go longer than that you're going to pull out and have them hold your penis with your with their thumb over your um uh urethra and what they taught us in medical school was to start with that I think that's wrong because how many partners do you know are that are that uh, patient to work with somebody that has premature ejaculation to do this time after time after time? You Mm-mm. know, yeah. See, it's not really going to happen, particularly in twenty twenty two. We're twenty twenty two. We're very, you know, we just want to get done things done quickly. And I think doing it with the gel masturbator, you're going to uh, get quicker results, and uh, you can do it more often. And like if, you know, if you're doing this with your partner, getting them to do it twice a week is probably going to be a stretch. With this, you could do it every night if you wanted to, you know. And just practice edging and go f- longer and longer and longer until you can have intercourse without withdrawing at whatever arbitrary limit you've set. Because premature ejaculation just means that you've ejaculated sooner than you thought that you should. For some people, that could be 20 minutes. For other people, 7 minutes. Other people, 3, 4 minutes. So, okay. All right, Got it. and no drugs. But it is more—it's uh, more labor-intensive to do it this way. Although you could argue it might be more fun than attaching a tens unit and shocking your dick into submission. Yes, you know. Okay. Yep. All right.
5: Very reasonable. Very good. All right.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
4: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably
5: heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. What else you got? That was a good one. Yeah. um, We'll, we'll change we'll change pace here a little bit. Okay. How about when we need we need um, PA John here for? Uh, well, he's okay. He's not here. No, I know But no, there's a, new, there's a new painless, wireless, wearable gadget which sticks to the skin like Velcro, measures your blood sugar which we already have but also the alcohol and muscle fatigue at the same time which could be a game changer for diabetics Hmm. and part of the cool thing is is that um, this will actually help you to monitor your blood sugar um, on the fly and then if you're drinking alcohol you Mm -hmm. can you can you can uh, actually tweak the amount of um, medicine you need interesting yeah Yeah, it's kind of cool so it's brand new brand new what they'll
1: do with this is they'll make us wear it, and then they'll wire it to our car so it won't let us drive if we've been drinking.
3: What company makes that?
1: Uh, and now, I mean, I don't drink and drive, but I would be pissed if my car just went. Nope.
5: CWS. Oh, I don't. Know. Could make, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So that they're is just cool. they're just now into some trials, okay. very very early. Which, but but gosh, you know, you think about for the type one diabetics, this would be a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's it's, it's, uh, X is the uh, startup company that's got this. Okay. Well, we're not recommending the people um, invest in it or anything.
3: No. No, No,
1: I'm just saying. We have to say that.
3: I was just interested. Yeah,
1: I'm interested. That's fascinating. Anything else? Uh, No. We need an artificial placenta. We we need an artificial pancreas until we have... So an artificial pancreas basically would just read your blood sugar, and then uh, give you insulin at the correct dose to, to maintain a normal blood sugar. And we're, we're getting close to that. We have sensors that will read your blood sugar, and then we've got um, devices that will give you uh, insulin at the same time uh, based on that reading. But P.A. John had one, and he found it to be a little bit annoying in that it would wake him up at 4 in the morning if the sensor just fell off and it'd tell him, oh, your blood sugar is zero and stuff like that. So <clears throat> we got to perfect that. But artificial placenta would be a big deal because, um, you know, I worked in the NICU in training and, uh, you know, these babies come out at, you know, 24 weeks or whatever. It would be really cool if you could just take their umbilical cord. And hook it up to a placenta, put them in a vat of saline and just let them finish growing there rather than trying to maintain them on a ventilator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with all the things that go along with that, um, uh, you know, the retinal dysplasia and stuff like that. And it's, it's very difficult for the preemies in the way that we, that we um, try to resuscitate them and keep them alive during that, that period of time. So, you know, artificial pancreas, we need artificial placenta, we need...
5: What else? That would be pretty cool.
1: Artificial retina. Yeah. That would be cool. We've got the artificial cochlea, or we've got the cochlear implants now.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, these are all things that we, you know, artificial skin like Data had in, um, was that first contact?
3: I don't remember.
1: <laughs> first contact when the Data, the the Borg queen was trying to uh, seduce Data, and she gave him a little patch of skin on his arm, and then he could feel he yeah, had actual sensation. Hmm. Cool. Anyway, yeah, we need that too. We need lots of stuff. Yeah, we need lots of things. All right, you, are you done with your stories? Yep. Okay.
5: Number one thing: don't take advice from some asshole on the radio.
1: All right, very good. Thank you, my sir, my friend. Oh, here's here's kind of the opposite, or not opposite, but it's related problem this person had. Let's see if we can
2: get it. Hey,
4: Doc, it's D from
2: Texas. I got an embarrassing question for you. Okay, man. Since I turn about forty, whenever I'm uh, banging my wife, yeah. It seems like I don't complete the transaction and I lose the boner uh, about once out of every two or three times that we do it.
4: And
2: I don't know what's going on. I'm, You know, like I said, I'm 40. I walk every day about eight miles. So I'm in pretty good shape and pretty good condition. But anyway,
4: let me know, thanks.
1: Yeah, man. Uh... So, the question is Does he have delayed ejaculation or is he just losing his erection halfway through? Sound like he had a little bit of both. Or when he says he can't complete the transaction, is he not ejaculating at the end of his penis? Because that's another thing. Oh, yeah. So, people that have a normal um, orgasm but do not ejaculate uh, are having retrograde ejaculation. that's hundred percent of the time what that is. And um, that is often a co- you know caused by certain medications or trauma or it could be diabetes and they've got some neuropathy down there and they basically it's just fluid dynamics. fluid will go through the path of least resistance. and the path of least resistance should be from the seminal vesicles, and uh, the prostate uh, out the end of the penis, but if you've got some um, increase or decreased tone to the uh, sphincter going to the bladder, you could actually have a a pathway of least resistance going into the bladder. So what they're doing is they're ejaculating into their bladder. Then you've got people who are just losing their erection halfway mm-hmm. through. That happens. Sure. And if, that's basically erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, erectile dysfunction doesn't always have to be that you're not able to get a, an erection. It can be that you can't maintain one. And later on, as it marches backward in time, you'll end up not being able to get one. Right. So, not being able to maintain an erection requires a workup. I would check your testosterone, see if you're on any medication that could be affecting things. Uh, make sure that your blood pressure and you're not is okay and you're not diabetic those kinds of things yeah just a, a good a good workup Cbc just to check all yep. of those numbers up. sure and then if you if all that checks out and you're able to masturbate to completion hundred percent of the time but you're not able to master or to complete the transaction when you're having actual intercourse that could be psychological mm-hmm. there could be something that's you either got pressure to perform with your partner and that causes you to be taken out of the game uh, or for whatever reason you um, you know your partner's turning you off in some way uh, and so but it could be or there's something you know you're having weird thoughts during sex that you're not having when you're masturbating so we usually will ask people that Mm -hmm. you know can you masturbate to completion 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. but if you can't then that Talks or you know, pushes you in the direction of something being more physiologic, yeah, more medical. Sure,
5: yeah, I agree.
1: All right, so get that checked out. Let us know which one of those it is and then we'll go from there. Now, the third thing could just be delayed ejaculation. I wondered if that was what was going on. I was just taking him longer than
5: normal. Well, and if if they're they're doing it often enough, he loses that sensitivity to surgery, too. And that's not uncommon.
1: But, you know, some men with delayed ejaculation need 30 minutes or more of sexual stimulation to have an orgasm and ejaculate. And at some point, when you get a little bit older, you just can't go 30 minutes anymore. No, hell no. And then you just go, ah, fuck (laughs) it. No. You know? Forget about it.
5: Who's got time? I ain't got no time. I got to go. (laughs) Goodbye. Anyway,
1: so, uh, and the question is, is this, excuse me, a lifelong issue or is it an acquired issue? Did it just start happening? And him, it sounds like it's something new.
5: Sounds like it is something new for him, yes.
1: And then again, is it generalized or situational? And that's what the urologist will ask you. Mm -hmm. And those are the kinds of uh, things that they will, uh, you know, will explore. So depression, anxiety, medications that treat either one of those. Mm -hmm. Again, relationship problems with stress or performance anxiety, uh, poor body image, if you have any sort of cultural or religious taboos, or differences between the reality of sex with your partner and your sexual fantasies. <laughs>
5: oh.
1: So that can do it. Whoa. Cause delayed ejaculation. This doesn't sound like what this guy has. no. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Antidepressants, blood pressure medicines, blood pressure med- diuretics, yep. antipsychotic medications. Prostate
5: medications, those alpha blockers will do it too. Alcohol. Alcohol will do it, yep. So get that
1: stuff checked. Look into it. Let us know which one clicks with you and let us know. It's a pretty complicated we thing. We want all of our listeners to have fine, satisfying, you know, sexual relations with That's the right. partner of their choice. That's right. All right. This is one Tacey and I Hi did. Hi, guys.
4: This is retired pharmacist John calling back.
1: Hey, John. Uh, Tacey and I did this on the Patreon show, but he wanted to hear it, and he's too cheap to get our Patreon, so he called <laughs> back. And I said, oh, what the hell. We'll do it here, too.
4: Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a question about... Uh, choosing a doctor in the sense of what's the sweet spot? Do you want someone just out of medical school? Do you want someone with 15 or 20 years experience? Do you want an old guy like me that's been around the block and seen it all? About two years ago, I had uh, was uh, thinking about uh, having surgery for my prostate cancer and ended up choosing radiation, which worked great, but um, the doc who was going to do the surgery, and when I asked him how many he had done, he said ten. Well, I decided I wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. be number eleven. Uh, <laughs> so, enough. just curious yeah. on your thoughts on that.
1: Someone's got to be number uh, everyone's eleven. Though.
4: Well, enjoy the show. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks so much.
1: Take That's care. great. Hey, thank you. And uh, I'm going to be joining you in retirement hopefully s- soon enough. Mm-hmm. What do I got? Five years?
3: I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
5: Um, I think Tasty's the only one. I ones. can't wait.
1: On, I haven't touched my, my retirement. music studio in so long. I just don't have time. So I definitely want to do it. But we got to get back through school. You know, it's. Listen, if you're listening to me right now and you're thinking about having kids and you're thinking of waiting, don't. It's not that, <laughs> that I'm. I would have been a terrible parent if I had had kids when I could have as a younger person, but um, to have your first kid at 48 and your second one at 50 is insane.
4: <laughs>
1: and I'm 66. I have a 17 year old at home, and I got to get this kid through college. You know,
5: I still remember the day you took when when after. When you found out you're pregnant with number two, it's like we were doing the math where we were in that old <laughs> clinic we were in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I you were like, there. Oh, damn. I'm like oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm like, oh, hell, you're gonna be like a papo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna say, hey, papal.
1: Oh, that happened yeah. to me, yeah. b- yep. believe me, all the time. I would, used to take Liam to uh Walmart every day because and where we lived, that was about the only play the only, only, yeah. place. The the only entertainment life, we had. Yeah. So I'd go to Walmart <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would take him in his carrier. And they back then they had greeters. And the greeter would go, "Whoa! Well, here comes Papa bringing the, you know, the baby." And it's like you
4: keep saying
1: it. that. I love it. But anyway, yeah, even then, here comes Papa. So, uh, yeah, so have kids. If you're thinking about doing it now, there's no good time. Oh, we're going to wait till there's a good time to do it. There's never a good no. time. Just do it.
3: Always an excuse to not have Rip it. Rip the Band-Aid oh.
1: off. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. It's the most creative thing you'll ever do. And if you do and it's your first time, email us or go to our website. At DrSteve.com and click on the link that says One Page Baby Manual. It's a one page baby manual. Tacy and I met with these experts, and she wrote it all down. It's all her work, but I just took you know the raw thing and made it into uh, electronic form and put it on the website. And uh, it will walk you through the first year of diapers and sleeping and feeding and all that stuff. All of it. And then I took dr carp's book and i'm I'll probably get a dmca on this but i took his book which is like 250 pages and took the whole book and distilled it down to five lines because <laughs> in that whole book it's called happiest baby on the block it's a, a good book but it's everything that's in there the of value is five lines and everything else is filler so he came up with a cool idea, wanted to publish it, and then wrote 250 pages just to pad it out. So it's all, it's all there. So check it out, drsteve.com. And um, uh, click the link that says One Page Baby Manual. But anyway, so why, did, why what are we talking about?
3: We're talking about why, how, how you pick a physician.
1: Oh, yes, thank you. So,
4: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so the sweet spot, where is the sweet spot? There isn't one. So George Foreman always talked about a boxer. When they get older, they lose their speed, but they always gain their power. You mm-hmm. know, they always have their power. Mm-hmm.
3: As long as they keep working out.
1: Well, yeah, that's right. Now, I know where you're going with this and that. It's brilliant. I'm going to give you this give ahead of time. Give yourself a bill. Because I know where you're going with that. That's right. But they, so they will lose their speed. So I don't have the speed, the, the mental agility that I did when I was fresh out of residency. Mm-hmm. I was hot to trot, ready to go, knew everything or thought I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as I get older, I feel that I have less mental agility, but I've got way more power. My, my ability is much higher than it was back then. And if I needed to do a diabetic ketoacidosis, I could figure it out. And if I had to do a bunch of them, I would be really good at it. But, my, you know, the, I, I retain my power and have increased my power. But, you know, my speed, my quickness is gone. Now, Tacy's alluding to something that's analogous to working out. Go ahead and talk about it because I mean, you know, you you worked with a lot of doctors.
3: A lot of physicians, not all of them. I mean, it's just like oh, yeah, in of- every career. People get lazy and, and they don't keep up with the new information yep. or the newest thing. And the newest thing isn't always the best thing, but at least you know about it. Right. And there are a lot of reasons for that. You know, they're overworked and. Well, they're lazy. But there are lazy ones that don't, and so that would not be a good one. You could talk to your pharmacist, I think your local pharmacist would know.
1: Yeah, this is a pharmacist calling us who would know better than a pharmacist. Well,
3: I mean, he's retired, okay, fair enough. But I mean, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you don't want somebody who writes all the new medicines because that's going to cost you a fortune, and not all new medicines are the best, yep. Yeah. Um, but you don't want somebody who writes nothing but fifty-year-old medicines, shitty generics all the time. that are yeah, fifty years old. Yeah, and if you know, you got to know some of the pharmacists <laughs> are even thinking. Yeah, there are there, some of the pharmacists are even thinking. Man, I wouldn't go to this guy. Right, I got to order this shit. It's so old. Yeah, and I
1: think the pharmacists would be good at telling you who's bad. I don't know that they would be the best at telling you who's good. That's the thing. Yeah. they know who sucks. Yeah, you know. They really know who sucks, but I don't know that they could then, from there, discern who is really good amongst all the people that don't suck.
3: Uh, yes. And then word of mouth. There you go. Which I know is what Give you're going to Give yourself say. I a st- bill. Yeah. Stole it from you. That's fine. Because um, a lot of, you know, our our neighbor one day said, you know, my physician never touches me. Well, that's Problematic. Yeah. Well, if, if they you're need there to for touch you. Yeah, right. right. And, and you don't get touched. Yeah. I mean, or you're not, you know, listened to. Or if it's,
1: now listen, if it was her psychiatrist, that's actually a good thing.
3: Well, yes, that would be extremely <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't think I've ever physically touched my psychiatrist in way. Well, that's the way, it way. Be. Yeah, I mean, like, not even, like.
1: But if it's her gynecologist. Poked him. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah, yeah if so, it's her
1: gynecologist, then that would be ridiculous.
3: yeah you, you got to ask around because people people know oh, I used to see this guy and he sucks, but yeah. now I see this guy and he's great
1: yeah and one one physician sucking m- may be someone else's good physician too, so you got to get the context. Yeah. well, he wouldn't give me no lore tabs. Yeah. that's not necessarily means that he sucks no, that
3: probably means he's good. yeah, I mean, what do yeah. you
1: think, Scott? You've been awfully quiet in this how do you how no, just, do you
5: yeah how do you tell a good acupuncturist from a fucking nut? Exactly. What Tacey just said, yep. word of mouth, yeah. And get multiple words of mouth, not just one. Because yep. yes. one, one person may have a terrible get experience. Get the context. And, yeah, and figure out why they had a terrible experience. But, you know, starts with education and you know, making sure they have all of their ducks and rows and then so word of mouth. Yeah.
1: How do you tell an acupuncturist from a someone that just did a two-week class?
5: or a weekend class in acupuncture. They you would have to be on the uh, the NCCAOM.org, which is the um, what? It's a national it's a national board for NCCAOM. AOM, Yeah. What does that stand for? I don't know. National Commission <laughs> for <laughs> You don't know. Hell, I don't know. I wasn't expecting this question. Him up. I was See I was taking on ad- I found it. I was Na- listening to Tacy. Uh, national
1: you were just looking at her tits. National Certification Commission. <laughs> For acupuncture
5: and Oriental medicine. Yeah, it's, it's a it's okay. a it's a national site. And Fine. that way, you can actually look if you have someone one in your in your neighborhood, and you want to see if they have credentials, etc. Then you can you can actually find them. On okay, there. well, let's yeah. do twenty-five miles from my
1: zip code, and let's see if you come up. Yeah. I want to see who comes up on. Probably here. not. <laughs> oh my God! Because you didn't pay your money. <laughs> oh, you're not. Ah!
4: <laughs> you're not on here. Hey, There's a part. reason for that.
1: Well, there's a bunch of people that are on here that don't have your qualifications. No, I know, I know. What's that about? Uh, hell, I don't know. They
5: can get on this thing and not be a diplomat of Oriental medicine. If, if they, how do you find those? If they, if they, if if they went through the the. Um, a, a Chinese medical school program, and they're like in LA. These are people they, in our here. town. I've never even heard of these people. Oh, I know. I know. There's I mean, m- that's why you've got me, old buddy. So, so, so okay. Now this brings this really
1: makes okay. So you recommended this website. Yeah, I know. There are yeah. people on here that I know must have done a weekend class. Uh, so how do I discern? Yeah. I go to this and there's 20 yeah. people. How do yeah. I know which is the? We one need to I
3: erase to? the last four or five minutes. Why? Yes. Because what he said this doesn't work
5: oh <laughs> well, it, well to a certain degree to a certain degree it does well no I, I'm just yeah. asking the follow-up yeah. question well, now. And, but th- th- what I would say first of all is if you go to somebody and all they do is dry needling yeah that's you know that's not the same as, as what the, we do practice yeah. medicine you know if, if it's a chiropractor well, or then you
1: got to go to somebody and then find out is there no way to pre-screen these people I, oh yeah yeah
5: Lord yeah, I, I tell them to call. Call them. Okay. Make sure, yeah. Call. And if they don't have a website, and what questions should they ask? Well, ask them where they went to school. Ask them what their degree is. Ask them if they went to there through a four-year Chinese medical school program. There or if you they go. They just did a weekend warrior. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Call I, get, them. I get very, very, very um upset with 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 some of the knowledge that's passed on by other. Yeah. You know, medical professionals that say, "Oh gosh, they," you know, it's it's a it's a challenge, and you know that. Of course, we've been battling this for twenty plus years. So. Yeah, because there are lots of people out there that want to
1: practice medicine without a license. Yes, yeah. and I am. I the thing about Doctor Scott that I say have said multiple times, he took four years out of his life to go to traditional Chinese medical school. Mm-hmm. So it was four years of medical school, and he does a different brand of medicine, mm-hmm. and we can you know. L- make fun of certain things that dr scott says oh, yeah. in here sure, but he could make fun of things. thing you know if, if if we were on an acupuncture podcast he would be making fun of me because i'd be saying stupid things to them so um but the one thing i can tell you about dr scott is he's very conscientious he doesn't uh, do things that aren't in his scope of treatment and you can tell that four year of medical school plus you did like an internship or something too, mm, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. And and his 20 years of experience uh, doing clinical traditional Chinese medicine it, it is, it's way different than somebody that just took a class yeah,
5: and they just do some, some because i've watched you at
1: needling, work yeah. and a hundred percent of the patients that i send to you come back at
5: telling me at least they feel better yeah,
1: yeah.
3: he's on it yeah. steve yeah
5: i actually went through there and found it's got my full name Steve, it's it's got my uh, legal name.
3: Well, who knows? Me... You're who not knew? on
5: it from 25 miles from my zip code here. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, because I, I I put it I, in there myself. Dude, I just
3: did it.
1: Okay, I'm looking no, I,
3: at it right no, here. She's He's on it. Okay, hey, bo-
5: don't say the zip code. No, 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 no. But I'm telling the boss. The boss is here, and she and she she seconds. I, I my believe emotion. you. Okay, let me see. Maybe I'm at the wrong website. Yeah, it's my it's my it's my um. Yeah, okay, I'm doing 25 miles from
1: your zip code, and let me see. There that's you right. are. Yeah. Now I see. Yeah, my legal name. I know. had no idea what your
3: legal <laughs> now, name was. Now you know what's
1: weird on this is it? Yeah, no, I, I did, but you weren't on the one the search that I did. Yeah, yeah. but that's fine. Sure. But sure. it doesn't say. It doesn't differentiate you. It doesn't say you're a DOM. Mm-hmm. It just has your name. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, but there is a there's a diploma next to you. Let me see what happens when I do that.
5: And there's an old that's an old website too. Okay, what's AC certification? Oh, that's just the acupuncture. And CH certification? That's Chinese herbal medicine. And OM Oriental
1: medicine. Medicine. Okay, so if you click on this thing, let me see what. Okay, this person only has AC, so you would only be getting acupuncture from that person. Yeah, they they would. I got you. The medicine part. Yeah. Okay, now. I think this website's okay. Yeah, yeah I apologize. I no, should have job, yeah. No, <laughs> you
3: apologize. Well, it's just not like you look yourself up on no, the internet. No, hell, I need,
5: fix, I need to fix now, the Now, here's a guy there. here
1: that says, okay, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. Um, check out that website. It is org, And then look at those diplomas on there and make sure that they've got all the things that you want. Anyway, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting to me. Don't know if it was interesting to anybody else. All right. Let's see here, Um, I don't know what this is. This person called in and I'm not sure what's happening with this. Let's see if this is.
2: Hey Doc, this is Zach from Oklahoma. Or the uh, movie Messiah in the waiting room. Okay. Um, I have an interesting uh, topic I thought you could talk about uh, on the show. Um, It's called the Mariko Aoki Phenomenon. And it refers to uh, what happens when people enter a bookstore uh, any kind of bookstore and all of a sudden they have a sudden urge to poop go number two to the bathroom (laughs) and apparently like a lot of people have this I've had it um, and just didn't really know about it but I recently came across this article and um, it was such a big thing that the Japanese did a uh, study on it and found out that thousands of people have this they don't know why and they tried to um, you know equate it to like smells of ink and paper or uh, if that has some kind of effect on the bowel system or if Uh, You know, people, they go to read when they're on the toilet, so maybe it's a psychological effect. But they never did come up with an answer. So I just thought that this was interesting. Um, It's uh, Mariko, M-A-R-I-K-O Aoki A-O-K-I Phenomenon. And I just thought that was something cool you could talk about on the podcast. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hmm. That's uh, fascinating. Mariko Aoki Gensho Japanese expression referring to an urge to defecate that you suddenly felt after entering a bookstore. Have you ever had that?
3: Never had that.
1: Who goes to
5: bookstores
3: anymore? They've got mm. cool stuff in bookstores. They do they have, have cool stuff. Books. They have
1: yeah. to. They
5: yeah, especially, have to. The old, especially the old bookstores. Yeah. They have the old books. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I don't there was think a I've ever had a poop walking in one No,
1: one. there was a great bookstore in uh, Chapel Hill that I really liked. That you know, I bought lots of stuff in there. I used to love to just browse around. Yeah. And uh, now it's just all Amazon, and I download shit to my Kindle. And you, you feel like you have to poop when you get on the I do. Amazon I mean, stores. I read.
5: <laughs> I read my Kindle on so, the all toilet. Right, theories. All right. Let's hear some theories. Who has a theory?
1: Well, one theory uh, includes that the smell of paper ink has a laxative effect. I, that, that one would be easy to test. But or the as he said the association with uh, reading on the toilet at home, but I do tend to read when I'm sitting on the john, but I never ever have that associated with any any other place that I go.
5: You know, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm laughing. At Sean he feels like it when he has to go to work. <laughs> talk, talk like egg to you when she goes to Pier One. <laughs> so um. Now, one thing I have noticed,
1: though, have you ever had the urge to defecate, and then when you get closer and closer to the bathroom, it gets worse and worse? Maybe you were in your car and it was stable for a while until you get close, and then you're ripping at your belt, and if it gets stuck, you know, you're like, oh my god, zipper gets.
5: Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, am I going to
1: be able to hold it? Do you ever, have you ever noticed that? That's a, that's yeah. a real. Effect. Well, it's yeah.
3: it's really bad with. Um, I mean, I'm I've just heard this forty plus year old women who. ...are starting to have over act, overactive bladder issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... We don't know anybody like no, that. No. mm No. But, uh, you know, like, uh, someone I know was at a concert recently, and there were three porta-potties, and the line was, like, 30 minutes long. And if you have this issue, you have to decide... Am I going to have to go in 30 minutes?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Or think ahead. Yeah, you've yeah. got to you've yeah. got to think ahead because there's no warning time. Yeah, and it's if it's urgency, having,
5: you can't plan.
1: 30 yeah, minutes, you yeah, cannot stand and, in line.
3: Yeah, well, no.
5: And it's the same thing with if just you have piss. an enlarged prostate. If you have an enlarged prostate, it's the same thing. Right. right. You know, you just get that urgency, it's like oh god. If you're
1: at a concert, just piss on the person in front of
3: you. Uh, oh.
1: You know. No. Or if you're a woman, just piss, you know, on your inner, inner ankles. I'm yeah. sure
3: there was plenty of that going leg, on.
1: Down your leg. I mean, yeah. But, but. It, the, the thing that Tacey was referring to, uh, this concert that this friend of ours went to, when you <laughs> walked, there were so many people pissing in the woods.
3: That you would have been peeing next to somebody within like... And them
1: waving at them. Mm-hmm.
3: Who Ten cares? inches Every, from somebody else. It's, it's dark.
1: And they're then, wearing no, it wasn't. So everybody's drinking. It
3: wasn't dark.
5: <laughs> it wasn't dark enough. And also, no. you're walking
1: through other people's piss too, because they're pissing everywhere.
3: Yeah, so it it's was, getting
1: all over you anyway, and it's multiple people's oh, piss at just, that
3: Yes, point. yes. So lots, lots. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to piss here, piss there, piss everywhere. If you
1: want to deal with <laughs> piss, go to an outdoor Jimmy Buffett concert, <laughs> because everyone's drinking beer. Yep. Oh, goes right through you. Yep, and then. Anyway. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now that friend of ours that went to that had an interesting time at that concert. All <laughs> right. Great one time. <laughs> a, one other theory is um, that, then this is bizarre, the psychological hypothesis that the effect arises from feelings of nervous tension in the face of all the information represented in the bookstore.
3: I don't believe that. I don't either.
5: No. <laughs> I, think the smell, I think the smell has... It's got to be that. I think the smell certainly has. I don't believe it's it acts
1: as a direct laxative. I think no. it's some psychological yeah, effect.
3: And I've never noticed if bookstores have bathrooms or not. Nope.
1: I've never, I have no clue if Books A Million has a bookstore because I've never had the urge to defecate in there. Nope. Of course, legally, they have to, but yeah. um, if they have patrons. Yeah, so, um, so the reason it's named this was um, apparently... Named after a woman who mentioned it in an article and she just happened to be Japanese. So now it's named after her. Oh, good. It says uh, the uh, Mar- uh, Mariko Aoki phenomena re- received considerable coverage, even with one of Japanese leading magazines, Weekly uh, Bunshun, being quick to feature the topic. It's May 2nd, uh, 1985 issue. And uh, the reaction was so considerable, it was an ordinary young woman who had divulged this concern regarding the delicate topic of her own defecation urge. This poor woman Bless it. happened to mention it, Bless and now it. it's named after her from you know, time immemorial. So.
5: <laughs> anyway, so Dr. Scott, you got any uh, other th- hypotheses? I've got it. I think Kim Chickens kind of gave me a... Gave me an idea when she was talking about in the waiting room. In the waiting room, yes. Yeah, she, she was talking about having coffee and going to work, and yep. then having and then having a, a place to go to the bathroom. But you know what? At work. At work, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You go to the bathroom at work. Yeah, you, you're supposed to get up early enough, have your coffee at home, and do your business at home where can. We know that. So nothing more than that. But you know, you know what? Most of those, most of those bookstores. Have like coffee shops in them. That's so true. So people go in and they smell the coffee. That's they exactly drink. Right. They drink the coffee. One, two, three. There you go. That's what it is. I think it's the coffee. I think it's coffee smell. Because most of the Barnes and Nobles and books A Million, those guys are, have Starbucks inside well, them. Well, this up. was
1: first described <clears throat> in like 1950. That surely they didn't have book or coffee shops and bookstores then. I'll bet they did.
5: In Japan, Japan, maybe. Well, probably tea, tea mm-hmm. stores. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean. Mom. Hey, that's my hypothesis. I'm that's my
1: reasonable it. <laughs> hypothesis. More sense than anything it Sounds else. crazy to me. I can't relate to it at all. So. It's a subset of people. Anyway. Thank right. you, Kim. You're good. You're good. Got anything else?
4: Thank
1: you. Nah, I believe they'll do Well, we can't uh, forget Dr. Scott and Tacy. Thank you for being here. We can't well, forget thank you. Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis teft that Gould girl. Lewis Johnson, Paul Ovcharski, Chowdy 1008, Howdy Gooplunk, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Whore, the Saratoga Skank, the Florida Floozy, the St. Pete Barkeep Blower, the Dolly Museum Diddler, Percy Dum, Ro- Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Robert. she who owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, double, Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Vic's Nether Fluids, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Talipe's Equinoverus, Producer Chris, look it up, Jenny Jingles, the inimitable, Vincent Paulino, everybody, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course our dear departed friends, GVAC and Fez Watley, whose support never went unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, On Demand, and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.